Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Praise the Lord, everyone. Hallelujah. Let's pray one more time. Um, if nothing, pray for me um, that the Lord will touch us. Um, this is a lesson that we're all familiar with, but this is one lesson that's in here for a reason. It's relevant for everybody, anytime, in situations that, uh, that is unique to us, but it is something that every one of us can draw something out of to find out something about the Lord, us, and it is something that we can gain strength from today. So let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you. Father, most of all, we thank you for your precious word, for what it is, what it means, the strength it is to our soul. God, we ask you this day to touch us, anoint us, Lord God, anoint our minds, Lord God. We want to hear, we want to receive, retain this precious word, Lord God. Touch us, Lord God. Thank you for what you're going to do. Anoint us, I pray, of the Holy Ghost, Lord God. Have your way this day. We love and we praise you in the holy name of Jesus. Have your way this day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. There's two verses that we're going to read that is part of the lesson today that it gives. It is um, Genesis, if you want to read or just follow on the screen, it's Genesis 39 and the first one is two. And I got to looking at these um, and it just, to me, and um, I'm just going to be playing with you all the way through. It's just verses that it seems like to me as a Christian there's phrases that should not go together. And but both of the verses are, I'll just tell you, is these verses. And the first one is this. And the Lord and Jehovah was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man. Now if we could stop there, <laughs> everything would be great. But here comes life. We have to deal with it. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Now that's a phrase we don't like to link together. And we're Christians, you know, and we live in a life that is, and we have a saying, when it goes wrong, it's not supposed to go sideways with us. We live for God who can do anything at any time in any way. But I look at this and I'm thinking, what, what have I done? And it's like you read of Joseph. He's telling uh, the butler, I ain't done nothing to deserve this. I don't belong in here. But the Lord was with Joseph. That's why I'm saying it goes wrong and sometimes we have heard it all of our lives. I cannot believe 
how it's went wrong so fast and so quick. It just, it's just life. It's just life. We don't understand it. We're never going to understand it. And we will die not knowing the answer. And really, it's God's business. But this is a verse that is truth. The Lord was with Joseph. He was a prosperous man and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. I'm telling you, I'm being real with you. That just don't go together with me. But I trust God, I have faith in God, and I accept that. So the way I look at that in my life, if I got something that I'm scratching my head about and I don't understand and I pray to God, like, God, this shouldn't be here. I've been praying for you to move this. I get up tomorrow and it's still there. Do I blame God? Absolutely not. If I blame anybody, I blame me. Because God is the same today, yesterday, today, and forever. He's good all the time. I'm the one that don't understand and probably don't need to understand. But here is the second verse. This is another one of those verses. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy. Okay, if we could stop there, but we gotta finish. And gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. It got bad, then it got worse. Here he is. He's thrown in the, the Egyptian's house and all of a sudden as... Um, Brother Brian just said he's kicked out and he's kicked where? In prison. And, but God is with him in the house of the prison. And I'm sure he, he, he's a young man at this point. And he gets up and he's looking at all. <laughs> you know, I don't know if they had tattoos back then. <laughs> but I, I'm sure he's getting up all these burly tattooed men and here's Little old white, pure, I don't know what color he was, but here little old Joseph standing here who was pure. And he's looking like, you know what? I can just look around and tell that I don't belong here. Like, what, what have I got to do with these guys? And he's telling them, I don't belong here. I don't belong here. So when we find ourselves in situations that we know we didn't have nothing to do with. I'm telling you, that is a time to pray harder than we've ever prayed in our life because there's gonna be people that comes along and says, what are you doing wrong? What have you done to deserve this? You can't entertain that thought. You know, I thought you went, a, went to a church that believes God, that just says God could do anything and here you are, look where you're at. I thought your God was all powerful but look what you're enduring. I see you pass by my house every day going to church. What are you going to church for? Look what you're in, the situation you're in, and look how bad it is. Do you think I want any part of your God? But here's Joseph saying, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing here, but my God has gave me favor with the keeper of the prison. You know what, all you tattooed up jokers, I'm head over you. So no matter where I go, God has given me favor any in the situation where I am at. And we don't understand it, we just don't, we just don't. These are life lessons that we, and one thing I don't understand, here's Joseph, he didn't have nothing to do with this. Here he is, he's getting wronged by his own family. And 
Anybody that's around any kind of law enforcement will tell you one of the worst situations you can go to is a domestic dispute. You go there, it could be a husband and wife, it could be siblings, it could be cousins, they could be fighting, it could be blood everywhere, but don't you touch one of them because they're going to quit fighting and jump on you. So here is his own family. That's, you know what? Our dad made him a coat. Joseph didn't have nothing to do with that. You read in the Bible, his dad showed him favor, but guess what? His father did the same thing to his children. Jacob loved who? Esau. Rachel loved Joseph. So here it is to the next generation. He didn't have, Joseph didn't have nothing to do with this. They see him coming and all of a sudden here comes the dreamer. If we need anybody, we need the dreamers. And what I mean by that is somebody that can hear from God and can communicate that to humanity. We can't stifle the dreamers. And so they said, here comes the dreamer. It's his own family. It's his own family. And Rebecca loved Jacob. Now in 37, four, the Bible says, and when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all their brethren, they hated him and could not speak even peaceably to him. They can't even talk to him without feeling a hatred. And you know, Joseph didn't have no other to do with this and Joseph dreamed a dream and he told his brethren and they hated him even the more. Now, I do not want to leave the impression that you should not share your dream, but I'm telling you, you have to be careful who you share your dream with because there's gonna be some that you share your dream with, they're not gonna share the passion that you have. Now, this is his own family that turned on him. And I don't wanna leave that impression at all, but, I'm, but I will go to the other side of the fence and say, we need the dreamers. I mean, but make sure who you sharing your dream with has a passion for that too because they're gonna say, who do you think you are? You think God speaks to you and you have a right to share that? We need them, we need them. Don't stifle your dreams, don't do that. So anyway, he is sold to the descendants of Ishmael and we know about him by his own family for 20 pieces of silver and he goes. Now, at the end of Genesis 37, 36. And the Midianites sold him into Egypt unto Potiphar, who was uh, an officer of Pharaoh and captain of the guard. Now, here was Joseph. So we, we take, and this is where we pick up the story. He takes, God is with us. That's the name of the story. No matter what goes on, no matter what we're in, what situations we're in, and I'll say it again. They're all unique to us. We think nobody's never went through this. That's what the Bible is for. It's full of situations that's happened to humanity. That's why it's so good. We, if, if, if something happens to me that is truly unique in my eyes and I just get in a corner and think, you know, why me, Lord? Why am I going through this? And God is saying, my word is full of situations like that, but I won't look into his word and see situations like that. All I'm doing is hurting myself. Or God's had ministers 
minister and teach on situations and I deprive myself of that, I've got strength and help that can come my way that I'm, I'm, I'm just shunning, I'm doing without. And there's nourishment where I can be fed, where I can be strengthened, where I can find peace, where the Holy Ghost can give me strength that I'm not, I'm, I'm not obtaining. And I'm thinking, you know what? For long, the enemy comes along and says, you know what? You are the only one going through this. You come to church and everybody's dancing, running the aisles, and here's me. Boy, y'all don't know what I'm going through. And it's just like Elijah. Don't worry, baby. I got 7,000 who hadn't bowed their knee. I got a house full that hadn't gave in. And I'm thinking I'm the only one. No, that's not right. So we had this. We know this. It's true. It is true. Now, we wake up. We left Joseph. He's bound hand and foot, headed for the Egyptian slave market. He's bought by Potiphar, who's the Egyptian official. Joseph managed the affairs of his house. And the Lord was with Joseph. He was a prosperous man and the master of his house, the Egyptians. Now, prosperous. We can't forget that. What a startling word for a slave. All that means is no matter where he was, God was taking care of him. So I've got to relate that to my situations that I find myself in. You know what? You know, it, it's just like, you may not understand the boss that I've got. You don't know the situation I'm in, but I know God knows the situation that I'm in. And just as God made Joseph to prosper in any situation he put him in, under any condition, under any situation, that has got to give me strength and hope that I'm not standing out here on an island somewhere thinking I'm the only one going through this. No, that is not right. God can give us hope and strength no matter what it is. And I know, as our pastor says, that's a broad brush, but I'm in the Bible on it. So God can help us. He will do this. Now, the Bible says the Lord made all that Joseph did to prosper, all that Potiphar had put in Joseph's hand. Potiphar made Joseph overseer over all that he had. And literally, he left all that he had into Joseph's hand. The, the term of the use of the word all is just he has literally gave it all to Joseph. The Bible even talks about he, he don't even know what was going on except what he ate. I'm telling you, that puts everything into his hand. Joseph is running everything. Literally, he is running everything. And here it is, it's just a story of, this, of the blessings of Abraham. No matter, I'm, I'm telling you, if God is gonna bless and understand this phrase here, the enemies of his people, the Egyptians, if God's gonna bless them and it's because of Joseph, God's gonna take care of his people. He's in the house of the enemy and God is blessing the enemy because of a righteous man and that ought to give us hope. You may work with people that is so ungodly, it is pathetic but you stand up, be a Christian, be a man, be a woman, and God will prosper. He will. He'll prosper the business as a result of you and of what you can do. And it's just, nobody likes foul language. I'm telling you, I don't either. 
This world has adopted it as common language. Don't hang your head and walk around like you're so defeated. Put your head back. Don't just say like, please understand what I'm saying. Don't let them defeat you. You stand up for what we believe. We believe in righteousness. We believe in holiness. And it's not that you, in other words, they want to talk trash, you talk trash. I'm going to be right in what I'm saying and I'm going to do what's right and, and God can take care of the rest. Just as God took care of Joseph in his situation in the house of the enemy, it's God's business to take care of and he'll do it. Now, Potiphar's wife falsely accused Joseph and literally in 39.6, let's read it. And he left all he had in, in Joseph's hand and which he knew not to have safe the bread that he did and Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. Now, Joseph is brought... We know he sold again. He winds up here. Joseph was a standout. And here, here, this has always been my benchmark, and I'll just say it. And I've said it before behind the pulpit, and I'll say it again. When Moses went to the mountain and come off the mountain, he did not have to tell the people that I've been with God. The Bible says Moses' face shone. It is the people that told Moses. Moses said, yeah, I've been on a mountain. I've been with God. You understand. Joseph was a standout. When people is talking so unbelievably filthy and you, you don't have to say, I'm a Christian. Literally, the way you conduct yourself, the way you act, it is just like Joseph here. He was a standout. And, and I know I, I want to be safe and choose my words. But I'm telling you, this world has no boundaries. No boundaries. Just as, just as much as we have to guard our children, male and female, husbands and wife, we have to guard ourselves. Because there is no boundaries. That ring on your finger means nothing to the world. So Joseph was a standout. Joseph was pure. So, and I will say this and I will go, but to the Egyptian, he was a trophy. And that's all she wanted. She wanted someone that was pure. And in Joseph, she seen that she could get it. So us... That's what the world wants. Somebody that is full of lust or full of whatever, that's all they want is a trophy. So he does this. He goes, and I'm telling you, the world can see the difference. The world can see the difference. Joseph was pure. Now, I have one verse that you've probably only heard a million times, but I'm gonna read it one more time. The Bible says, there is no temptation taking you, but such is common to man. Now, that right there ought to let us believe and know that God made us all. But such is common to man. I'm telling you, when you think, 
I'm not trying to be cruel. When you think that you're painted in the corner and nobody's going through what you're going through but you, go read 1 Corinthians 10, 13. But such is common to man. God made us all. We all have the same passions. And, and, and the people that says of Joseph, yeah, but God gave him special powers. I'm telling you, that man was only probably around 18 or 19, I, I'm guessing at this time. Do we think that God just gave him ability to just to hide his passions? I'm trying to be safe here, but I'm telling you, he was a man in every sense of the word. But his passions was different than that of the Egyptians. His passion was to love God. That's what consumed him, not the passions of the flesh. His passions drove him to God. So the Bible says that, but God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but with the temptation always make a way of escape. Now here's that verse again. The two that seems like it's odd. With the temptation always make a way of escape. If we could stop there, all right. I'm gonna be in something. It's gonna be hard, but oh, wait a minute. There's an exit sign. Believe me, buddy, I'm getting off the exit. But that's not, that's not life. That ye may be able to bear it. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that it's, if, if life or a situation is crushing us, everybody's unique, everybody's different, their personalities, and God knows us. But the Bible says God's going to make a way. He's going to make a way of escape. But you got to go to the end of the verse that you may be able to bear it. Now, I'll just say this and I'll go back to Joseph. The way to bear it may be the exit or the way to bear it may be the mental capability. It may be the spiritual capability. Only God knows that because he knows our makeup. He knows what's best for us. But just as it was in Joseph's case, God knows. So just as Joseph didn't have nothing to do with this, here again, um, coat number one, he's taken. He had nothing to do with it. The Bible says that his father made the coat. The coat that was made for him, you can read of it, is I think Brother Bird uh, said it last week. This was no work garment. This is one reason I think his brothers hated him. His father made him this garment. It had long sleeves, went all the way to the ground. And he comes out with this robe that only was for royalty. And he starts telling them this dream. You're talking about going sideways quick. It went sideways, buddy. They didn't like him and they hated him. And when you can't even speak peaceably and he's your flesh and blood, okay, coat number one got taken. Here's coat number two. In uh, 39, 12, and she called him by his garment saying, lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled and <laughs> I like this and got him out. Her passion and his passion went two different ways. No, I'm not doing this. I am not doing this. In fact, I'm leaving. 
So that proved him right there that he just said, it's over, I'm not gonna do it. This is my destiny, I am a man of destiny and I'm not gonna squander it on this fling that you wanna do. Now, but one thing that's really, really surprising to me is when here is somebody that you trust. I'm trying to put myself in Potiphar's position. Somebody you trust that the only thing that you're aware of is what you eat. Joseph has control over everything. And can I just say it without you getting mad at me? The power of a woman, the power of a wife, that she tells him Joseph did this and the only proof she had is coat number two. And all of a sudden, now he could have took Joseph's life right then. But here's the thing. We know God would not have permitted that. But somebody with that much influence over a man that turns him over everything and he just says, you know what? I'm putting you in prison. And if you read about the prison that where the Bible talks about, this was no cakewalk. I've always thought it like, you know, since it says the king's prison, that it was almost like a halfway house, so to speak. You know, he goes in, he's, he's having a good time, you know, so to speak. He, he just can't leave. Almost, you know, like he's just going in. But what, what I could find out, it was pretty harsh in prison terms. And then it's just, it's the goodness of the Lord. He goes in there and I believe immediately the keeper of the prison notices Joseph also. And it's just, you know what? There's something different about this man. And I believe the Lord, that's what I said, you, you ain't got to say nothing. I believe the Lord starts whispering in that man's ear. There's something different about him. He don't belong here. He does not belong here. He's in an environment that he didn't have nothing to do with. He's not guilty of the accusation he was accused of. But look where he's at. And you know what? These other guys you're looking at, maybe, maybe not. They belong here. I don't know. But this one thing I do know, this man does not belong here. And it wasn't long that he made him keeper of the prison. And he did. And so, but we can be thankful, but he made him that way. We can look at the Lord was with Joseph. It went from bad to worse. Crossing the threshold of Potiphar's house as a slave and then crossing the threshold of the prison as an inmate. We are doubtly we are doubly reminded that the Lord was with Joseph. I'm telling you, I joked about it last time, but I was dead serious about the man with a car up in Winn-Dixie parking lot changing the starter, saying he had to throw on a starter. If I was done that way, I'm telling you, I'm gonna have to pray. If my family sells me, and then I have to go through what Joseph Wow, I pray, I pray, and I don't mean that just words. I mean, I'm gonna have to pray 
because uh, one thing I'm going to have to pray for is, is for my family is because they put me in power. They're not going to need to be around. <laughs> I might exercise some authority on that. So then here is, but here, here is a point that it's hard for us to accept. Um, the Lord's faithfulness to Joseph was a direct result of his faithfulness to where he was in the situations to where he was. And we could say, and truly, you don't understand where I'm at. You don't understand the environment because our situations, again, I say, is unique. We're all different. We're all different. Life affects us different. I understand that. And we truly can mean it. The pastor can say, you know what? God is good. He's good all the time. That's true. I believe it. But we can be in the throes of a situation and, and, and just not really able to try to comprehend what's exactly going on and then we hear the voice saying come on come on you can't stop now you can't stop now you gotta go you gotta go and you just almost I mean not physically but spiritually you just want to raise your hand but you don't understand what I'm going through you don't understand you don't understand where I'm at well, that's why we're talking about it today. That's why lessons like this are in the Bible. And that's why we get so much hope and strength that when life goes sideways, don't hide yourself away. Come to church, hear God's word, gain strength from this word. Because when Joseph had the opportunity to take revenge, or to get mad, God blessed him because he was a blessing to Potiphar and he was a blessing to those that was over him. He was prosperous in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And that was a direct, God blessed him because Joseph was a blessing. And that can be, that can be a direct result to us too. Now, given the pain of his circumstances, but he, I, I don't know. It's truly, truly. And I will say, I will say this and I will try to believe and, and I'll just be real. I'll try to believe this with all of my heart. Joseph was not a special person. He was an individual just like you and me. If we put these people on pedestals, we do ourselves a disservice. God, I, I don't mean God deals with, with, pulls people out. It talks about Abraham, Moses, others. That's, that's Bible. But I'm talking about if we take individuals out of this Bible and say they are special and they appear, that's why the Bible deals with the good, the bad, the ugly. It don't leave it out. You, you're talking about chaos in the world. They hadn't read the Bible. I'm telling you, it is full of unbelievable situations. That's why it's in there. 
Because if every situation was here, what hope would I have? That's why the Bible tells us and gives us these situations. Because if I come to church and it's always up here and I'm down here, what hope would I have? You can't do the Bible that way. These are men just like us. And so Joseph was, he just gave himself to God, emptied himself to God. And this was the result of that happening. And then it's just, we fight the flesh, we do. Whether we admit it or not, we do. But one thing I do know is that God is faithful. He loves us, but the Bible does say, he that is faithful in the least is gonna be faithful in the most, So, in, in so many words. So God could be trying us. You could say, there again, you don't understand, but give God time. Don't, don't try to cut this thing off before it's time because jo- Joseph was elevated to leadership in prison once again in the most unexpected place. I'm telling you, if we took this character and just say he's going he's gonna to be this and that and he's going to go to prison and this was not quick, but the jailer seen something. It almost seems like a cruel joke at Joseph's expense, but it's not. And that's why I'm saying don't turn this inward when things happen and go wrong. Don't turn it inward. We have a tendency to do that, but don't. Now, we see what happens with the butler and the baker. And this may seem just like lowly positions, but they not because they dealt with Pharaoh. They, these was high positions that they have. We know of what, what happens, his faithfulness, Again, God's faithfulness to Joseph to bring about this, his dream. He told him, and I won't go into a lot of it, but the dream of the butler. And he tells him that he's going to get out. And, and the bad thing about it was that soon, soon as he tells the butler, the baker is ready to hear. And that was the wrong thing to do. Um, it's pretty graphic what happened to him. So... Um, Joseph interprets that and the Lord was with him and he accurately interpreted the butler and baker's dreams. The only proof or the only needed proof that God was with Joseph in prison and he got it. But while in prison, Joseph grew in wisdom and ability. He did. Now, in Genesis 40, I want to read uh, in chapter 40, verse uh, 14 and 15. Now this is Joseph. This is the humanity in Joseph. This is 14. But think on me. Don't forget me. Think on me. But think on me when it be well with thee and show kindness, I pray thee, unto me and make mention of me unto Pharaoh and bring me out of this house. For indeed, and I, for indeed I was stolen away of the land of the Hebrews, out of the land of the Hebrews. And here also I have done nothing that they should put me into this dungeon. Now, here in 14, I can just see in my eye, Joseph is saying, 
don't forget me. Don't forget me. I have gave you what God gave me. When you get out, please don't forget me. Life steps in. Joseph who? Who is Joseph? <laughs> no, no, Joseph. But what I want you to notice in 15, for indeed I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews. He never even makes mention of his family. I gotta be honest. If it had been me, you're gonna need to sit down because I got a story to tell. I don't know if I could have been that kind but the man never even mentions his family I'm telling you that was a passion for God I was stolen out of the land of the Hebrews I'm not here on my own account and then the last verse Yet did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forgot him. You think, what is going on? Here's the, we've read it. God was with Joseph. He blessed him. He prospered. He did everything right. But the man he did it right to forgot him. You get in that situation, Please read this story. Before you get mad, before you blame God, go back and read this. If nothing else, God give me the compassion, the strength of Joseph to understand this, to somehow try to get a grip on this that I don't understand why it went so wrong so fast. I don't know. But hit two full years. But the thing of it is, it is just heartbreaking to think that Joseph had went through all of this only just to be forgotten. I guess the worst thing to me would go to prison and then to be left in prison and be saying, I don't deserve this. Why am I here? And the one that I helped get out that I seen walk through the gate, Joseph who? That's, that's life. That's life. But it happens. But God's purpose on a lot of these situations, I would say most of them, is left unseen. God is sovereign. We don't, and when we start saying why, we have to guard that. I'm telling you, we have to guard that. Me, probably more than any, any of you, we have to guard that. Because I'm telling you, the end result of that, you'll blame God for it's over. God, you could do anything. You could have stopped this. You could have done this. And the enemy just sits back and says, you know what? That little seed I put in him has grown to a massive tree by now. When God, all he was doing, we see the end of the story on Joseph. All he was doing was setting it up. But yet, in my situation that's unique to me, all I'm seeing is the suffering side of it. Why me? Why me? But 
if we could see the end of it, which we can't unless God divinely anoints us to see it, which is probably not going to happen. But here's where faith comes in. God, help me believe. I don't care if my eyes never see it. I know that you have my best interest at heart. What's the worst thing that could have happened? I believe in some sense Joseph was pushed beyond his breaking point. I do. I really do. And he stood. He survived. Joseph survived because God remained committed to Joseph. And Joseph remained committed to God. In the worst than the worst circumstances, we see the dreamer made it even through the worst days. Now, God said, I'm with you. Lo, I am with you always. Lo means to behold. I am with you even to the end of the world. God's promise is always linked to his presence. That's why that, that we, we must seek him. I cannot only try to seek him while I'm here. That's why I said this is 24-7. Seek him. Cover me. Cover me, God. Cover me with your presence. Cover me, God. Cover me. The difficulty of life threatens to break up and, and just sense to break up my spirit and to break up my thoughts and everything I have, but we know. Now, I will say in closing, this story of Joseph is so relevant for us of any life, any situation, any generation because of what we can receive from it. Because when life goes sideways... The thing of it is, this was a real life situation that took place over 13 years. Because we read when Joseph was sold, he was 17. When he went to work for Pharaoh, he was 30. So seven, or 13 years, all of this happened. He was either forming the duties of a slave or in prison for 13 years. And we read of this history in the account of Joseph. So we see this. Now, we need the ones, we need the ones, the dreamers, we need the ones that can hear from God. Speak that, speak that. We desperately need them. And here's the reason, one reason, I will say why that we need the dreamers. Because when you read in the Bible, it was from Joseph, God would not speak or communicate with humanity anymore all the way to Moses. And that was hundreds of years later. So if Joseph would have refused and went wrong, I'm in prison, I don't deserve this, I'm refusing they had dreams, Pharaoh had dreams, so what? I don't care. My God has put me in prison and I ain't doing nothing. If the dreamer would have remained silent, I don't know what would have happened. But here is a dreamer that gave hope to so many people. Not only his present generations, but for countless generations. And then God went silent all the way to Moses, where he picked back up. So when God touches us to speak 
and you don't or I don't, we don't know. We don't know how long that void is going to happen. But this I do know, that God is faithful and he is just. Wherever we're at, it may look so hopeless to our eyes, but God has not left us and he will not leave us. Let's stand. God bless you. Let's pray. Father, most of all, we thank you. We thank you for your presence, God. We thank you for your love and affection. Oh, God, just as you were with Joseph, God, I know you're with us. Touch us, God, as your children. Oh, God, as the saints call by your name. We love you this day. We thank you for your holy word, for what it means, Lord God. Seal it in our hearts, Lord God. Strengthen us. Oh, God, give us dreamers, I pray. Touch us, Lord God. Strengthen us of the Holy Ghost. Have your way, Lord God, I pray. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.